G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Gary Blackford, who is author of a book called The Fog Lifter. Hello, Gary. Welcome back to 2020. G'day, Neil. Nice to see you in person. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Last time we were chatting on the phone, and yep. uh, as I recall, we were talking about winning between the ears. Yes. Yeah. Now, that was an interesting conversation. I think there was some... Good feedback from listeners, uh, people contributing to that conversation. That was all about uh, controlling your thought life or at least not letting your thought life control uh, you. Well, it's one or the (laughs) other, really. That's right. (laughs) You either control it or it controls you. It was a very important conversation because it's one of those areas that we don't often get to talk about. And sometimes you need a little longer to get into a conversation and into the flow of what all that really means because it's easy to sort of have a throwaway line or get your thought life under control. But Mm. When you start to talk through what that really means for the way that we actually live our lives, the way we behave, it has a big impact. It's life-changing. There's, there's nothing that has had a greater impact on my life personally, and, uh, and I think it's the greatest. To learn that skill um, transforms your life. And so today we want to sort of, I, I guess you'd call it a bit of a development on that issue of, yeah, of, of a thought life. Uh, today to talk about a core value. Yeah. Uh, when you start to describe that, uh, I might even just hold off on that a little bit because I'd like some listeners to uh, contribute their thoughts on what what all that means and what it is that shapes the core value of the individual. Let's come back to some of your story for a few moments because your book is called The Fog Lifter. Yep. And your story uh, takes us back into some pretty dark times in your own life. Uh, give us a quick uh, a quick. Uh, in a nutshell, Gary Blackford's story. Well, you want a CEO summary, do you? <laughs> <laughs> very, that's why I wrote a book, Neil. <laughs> I know. Well, it's too much. It's too much to uh, to tell the whole yeah. story. Uh, but let, let's exactly. let's get the it, one in brief. Look, look, it's exactly. And one of the things that um, one of the benefits, I guess, of being me and the message that I bring is that it doesn't come from a textbook. It comes from a life that is um, that's been so broken. Um, that I attempted to take my own life. So it comes from a place of a very deep, um, consuming blackness uh, and through the process of time, uh, the transformation of life that has been birthed out of that. And things like learning how to control your thought life, learning learning that you're not... That we're not defined by our thoughts, but we're actually defined by what we do with our thoughts, and that all gets into bringing thoughts into captivity and things like that. Learning these skills, and over the passage of over a period of time, has changed my life from what was the blackest of blackness um, and and a place of of despair and hopelessness into a life that is full of joy, uh, wonder, um, peace. Just a lot of I'm genuinely a very joyful, happy person. When you can identify blackness, mm. I mean, you know, that's going to mean uh, maybe different things to different people listening yeah. to our conversation today. But when you talk about that blackness, uh, what does that look like? Well, that's a good question because um, it's very interesting because as I travel and talk on this, if you, you, when I don't refer to it as darkness uh, because blackness is 
is worse. Uh, and when I when I refer to blackness, it's a it's a consuming state of it's like an a, a should I use the word oppressive? Like it's a it's a an all consuming blackness that that presses in on your life to the point of of really utter despair. Um, yeah. And uh, and so that's that's what I'm talking about. But you're right; it's different for every single one, every single person there. And but it, listeners, like if if they've known that blackness, they know. And if you're out there and you haven't known that blackness, be really thankful <laughs> because um, it's a it's a it's a place of deep despair. And so you often speak to groups, uh, people who've been challenged by depression, mm-hmm. uh, yep. people who've gone through or are going through. Uh, mental illness, yes, but not everybody has gone through that level of blackness, uh, the despair of depression and mental illness, Uh, but there is still something that's not quite right in most people. Uh, And this, I guess, gets us to how you make an adjustment to get a core value right uh, that might help you to avoid some of these issues uh, of depression and despair, yeah, uh, and and also just uh, and to help you get right onto a onto a good straight path. Well, that's right, and and actually, like you you might have a, a life that looks it's, it's from the outside as a successful life, as a uh, which which and I had one of these, which was and full of like achievements and all these sort of things are fantastic, um, wealth creation, all that sort of stuff. That's these are you know I'm all for fly bigger, brighter, uh, better, uh, go forward in a powerful way. I'm a, I'm a passionate believer in that, um, but but it's the core value that lies underneath that that I'm concerned about because I've known many people who who have lived that way and basically driven themselves to the point of of um, basically shattering their lives because they would, their value was was in their achievements or their their value was in their position uh, or their value was in their appearance. Uh, but all these sort of things, not that any of those things are bad, but we've got to get the core value right because if we, have, if we actually have the core value right of who we are as people and our intrinsic value as, as, as created beings, once we get that right, we can build anything upon that. We can build the most beautiful skyscraper upon that foundation. Okay, we're going to get into core value today, and you might like to participate in our conversation. 1-800-316-316, 1-800-316-316, our talkback line open. If we talk about core value, uh, there are those who would have a core value individually, uh, and if that is right, then your family is affected, your church is affected, your community is affected, and ultimately the nation is affected. If you get the core value wrong, uh, then there's an equal and perhaps a uh, an opposite effect, which is actually uh, very damaging. Yeah, look, exactly, Neil. And and even like we talk about controlling your thought life, the, f- the fact is unless we get the <clears> – unless <throat> we get the – the core value right, and so just say our thought life is um, where our perception of ourself is flawed. So just say I see myself as a failure, or I see myself as of no worth, I see myself of, of you know really little value. So that's that's what my core belief is. And I've had years of layered memories, and I built this all up in my mind, and and out of my layered memories come my you know my my core belief system, and out of that flows my identity. I, my identity is flawed because. Um, I believed a wrong understanding about myself. Now I know that because that's for years. That's what I, th- I thought I was no good and worthless. So, um, 
and it's not till that alters. See, I can I can teach someone how to change a thought and how to control a thought, but if my core is that I'm no good, then everything that happens in life will actually that identifies with that will will just compound the core value that's messed up. So so I, I want to I. I'm on a mission, actually, Neil. <laughs> I want to correct some core values here. I want people to see themselves not as the um, not the not as the advertising or, or media sees them. I don't. I don't want to see them as their um, as as their as, as other people perceive them. I just want people to see themselves for the value and for the amazing creations they are, just purely in in and of themselves. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join into our conversation, we're talking about renewing our core value this hour. Let's hear from Jill in Cairns in Queensland. Hello, Jill. Welcome along to 2020. Good morning. Hi, Jill. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. (laughs) That's good. Jill, what are your thoughts? Um, Well, everything that you just spoke of was everything that I used to be. I gave my life back to the Lord uh, just over a year ago now. Well done. Um, I suffered very dark days, depression, had had a really rough childhood and was blaming everybody else. But we're saying that, like, I still had a positive mind that I knew something good was going to happen, but not realizing that it was God. Yeah. But I found my faith in just, constantly reading the truth out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of being I was, I've become I am. Uh, good work, and, Jill. Yeah, and it's very uplifting. And I, I was going through, you know, um, that core belief like, well, I'm not really good enough. I'm not really worthy enough. Um, you know, I, I say the wrong thing. But through, like, just pressing into God and, and seeking Him all the time and, you know, he tells me that I am his precious daughter and yeah. just through his word of the truth and, and, and just keeping my faith and just keep on pressing on. Yeah, that's you know? ter- that's terrific, Jill. That is terrific. Yeah. And what you're finding too is, is as and you will find you would find this, is that because um because because things change over time, we actually have to rewrite our neural pathways. So what yeah. you've been doing for the last 12 months is basically renewing your mind, which is what the Bible says, but we want to do it neurologically. You've been creating new neural pathways based around a value that's found in God, not a value that's found in past or hurt or pain or, or suffering or things like that. And, exactly. uh, and the yeah, end result is the end Sorry, result exactly. is your identity changes and you become a free person. Yeah. Exactly right. Very free. Instead of being the self-righteous, I am righteous. So, yeah. yes. Good work. Good Jill Amen. from Cairns. Jill, thank you so much for being part of 2020 today. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. You might like to join in our conversation. Uh, let's hear from Robin in Mount Morgan in Queensland. Hi, Robin. Welcome along. Yes, hi. Um, I haven't had time to um, put my thoughts down, but um, I probably am just confirming what what's already being said but um yeah i i also have struggled as you know I've, i'm always right ringing in about it but um again i i bring it to the lies are from the devil because that's i mean it can come from parents teachers um children you know whoever whoever influences our mind mm-hmm. to, to get our self-image which is a distorted self-image which then leads into other things and actually what is created biblically is strongholds 
you get these strongholds in your mind and they build up on each other. So yeah, you're very, you're very true, Robin. In fact, in fact, a lot of the stuff I talk about is like when you're bringing thoughts into captivity and yeah. overcoming the, you know, tearing down strongholds, all that sort of stuff. It's, yeah. uh, it's so true. Obviously, you've walked this journey oh, uh, yourself and, um, and you're kicking some goals. You're doing all right now? Yeah, well... Um, Certainly a lot better than I was. I mean, Fantastic. Heck, um, I've been improving all the time, but mind you, I was in such a mess yeah. by the time I was a teenager. And the other thing I wanted to say is, look, I don't know all the technical, you know, exactly, you know, whatever, but, you know, but wherever there's strongholds, very often that attracts or the lies attract, de- uh, attract demons. And I really don't like, I mean, I was a psych nurse as well, mm. um, so I've... I can see that there aren't any any um, answers in psychiatry. In fact, they even admit it. They don't have any answers because they don't. They say that there's no cure mm. for this mental illness, and they talk about um, uh, what is a chemical imbalance and whatever. That really makes me wild when I hear that because, of course, there's a chemical imbalance. But yeah, actually, it- actually, Robin, as you know. The um the if you live in trauma long enough, you'll automatically in, get an in, a chemical imbalance. So there's exactly. actually truth in both sides of things, exactly. and, uh, and and um and the great thing is in our in our nation we have a medical profession which is um putting an awful lot of effort into trying to help a great amount of people. So I'm really glad that you're you've uh, progressed in your journey, and it is a journey, and I really appreciate you um your input today. Robin from Mount Morgan, thanks so much for being part of our conversation. 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in to our conversation. Interestingly, where Robin raises an issue that some people will be concerned about, that whole issue of demons, uh, we're not unaware that there is a spiritual battle that goes on and uh, there's a lot of demonic uh, content that we can read about in the scriptures. And those those things are not... Uh, are not something that we should avoid, but there are some things that we're talking about today, I, su- I suppose, that bring us to a different dimension of how you actually get things right, and that is dealing with this core value. Yeah, and look, you're, you're right, Neil, and and yeah, look, there is a there's there a spiritual side of this of this world, and and we're we're you know even the medical profession now acknowledges the fact that we're not you know we're, there is a, this the importance of treating the spiritual side is is vital to full recovery um one of the one of the dangers of course is that um you know when there's something wrong people run around blaming the devil for things and blaming demons for things and i'm not i'm not disregarding it but as i travel and as i speak to people and i i'm i meet some of the most wonderful um godly uh people uh, who and, and some that aren't godly too, but I mean people are people are amazing anyway. But and I meet them and they're struggling in life, and it's 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 not a demon. It's not it's nothing like it is. It is yes, it it's, can be a stronghold because all thinking, you know, the mind resists change in thinking. Like so, and we can get into all the technical side of that, but the mind will actually resist. And once you get over twenty five, it resists a whole lot more. But the uh, so much that what people go through, rather than chasing something external, rather than chasing some um, thing that that is that is out there floating around, whatever, really just learning learning how their mind works, learning what the Bible says, because that. Let's face it, science is just catching up to what the Bible said thousands of years ago, and it's fantastic because it just dovetails beautifully in together. And going through the process of like of capturing, you know, bringing the thoughts under obedience to Christ, doing all this sort of stuff, the end result of that, um, not only biblically but also scientifically, is proven that we have a renewed life and a new and a renewed mind, and, and it works. It makes sense. 
Even God says, come, let us reason together. It actually makes sense. And uh, so I, I tend to be a little bit more practical. Um, and uh, and I, I see transformation. Tra- there are moments where we have great enlightenment moments, but so much of the transformation of the mind is on a day-to-day basis. It's on it's on a doing what our first caller, Jill, said when, when she's now soaking the scriptures in every single day. It's a day-to-day basis of the renewing and transforming of the mind. Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. We're talking through issues this hour, renewing our core value. You might like to be part of our conversation. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. What is it that has shaped your core value? If you're listening in, you're listening into a conversation today which is really talking about the value of being a Christian. Sometimes you might doubt that and you must wonder why you're a Christian believer, you have your faith in Christ. Well, we're talking about the real rubber-hits-the-road sense of what makes you a valuable person today as as we're talking with our special guest, Gary Blackford, the author of The Fog Lifter. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Gary, let's keep taking some calls. Let's hear from Scott in Bansdale in Victoria. Hello, Scott. Welcome along to 2020. Oh, g'day, mate. How are you? G'day, Scott. Very well. Hey Gary. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, you too, mate. Yeah, listen, I just wanted to say um, thanks for doing what you do. God's <laughs> really called you to a great um, um, ministry and um, helping people with mental illness. Um, I, I listen to you speak and I think, man, he's got so much a wealth of information there that can really help people. So um, I, I just I had mental illness from the age of 19 due to marijuana and yeah. LSD and it was terrible stuff. So... Um, my head got messed up. So, um, but the great thing is, nowadays, um, I, 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 I'm encouraged with the, the teaching of Ken Legg, and uh, yep. I got um, some of his tapes, and we do a Bible study at our church on Ken Legg's teaching. It's very good. helpful, very yep. biblical, and very sound, and a good foundation. I realised that I've been a Christian for 30 years, and some of my foundation wasn't right, <laughs> um, and um, now it's getting sort of straightened out. So my life's on a foundation of. Um, um, the finished work of Christ, um, that it's finished, and and um, and I, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, not because of anything I've done, but because of what He's done on the cross for yeah, me. Isn't it, isn't um, it great, Scott, when you start oh, to take a hold of those incredible um, statements? Oh. Like the, uh, I love all the statements in the Bible that that are just there with the in Christ. If you just look up in Christ, um, yeah. and you, and you just read all the ones that are attached to the, this, those two words in Christ, it cannot help but make you feel 10 foot tall and bulletproof because it is just, you realize just who you are and, and the value and, and, and actually transforms your, your, it goes to transforming your uh, core value of actually who you are. So that's fantastic, Scott. Yeah, thanks, mate. And, yeah. and just in the, the idea of sometimes I used to say to my pastor, look, I feel this and I feel that and I feel like I'm crap and I feel like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having a tart and I feel like I, I'm, I'm a, I can't achieve anything. I, I'm so lazy. I'm all this. And, and, then, and he was just saying, Scotty, you've said the answer right there. You're saying it's what you feel. And he said, don't go by your feelings. Feelings, feelings are okay. I mean, because God's given us feelings. Yeah. But, but, but to work on our feelings. Like if I feel, if I, if I have a day where I'm feeling really lethargic or, or just, mm. just, just not motivated, I, I say to myself, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yeah. And not yeah. that that's, 
not that that necessarily empowers me to then go out and mow the lawn, but but I'll just sit there and say, um, I am loved by God. He yeah. loves me. He cares about me. No matter what I do today, he won't love me any less. Yeah. He still yeah. loves me with a strong, strong love. He does. And he cares about me, and I'm his son. And when I think about that, I can lie on the bed, I mightn't mow the lawn, I mightn't do the dishes, but I know that I'm loved by God and that eventually I do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, know, you know what? You're down in yeah. Bansdale, aren't you, Scott? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, well, see, one of the things I love about God is he's going to love me even if I want to spend the whole day watching the Geelong Cats win every game they play. Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> so, But he'll still love me anyway. But uh, thanks for your call. That's great, Scott. Glad you're doing well, mate. Good on you, Scott. Thank you for your call. 1-800-316-316. I thought God was the one who was barracking for the saints. No, no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> uh, you might like to join in our conversation. We're talking about renewing our call value. We'll take some more calls, but just to pick up on something that Scott was saying there and, uh, and when he was saying that, you know, my mind was messed up by marijuana. Yep. Uh, when we talked a little bit earlier, somebody was saying, the demonic. Uh, well, there are a lot of things that mess up our mind. Yeah. And uh, and one of those, of course, and it's a more prevalent, uh, growing problem in our society, uh, people having drug addictions, mm. and it is causing all of these different issues and uh, bringing people to a point where they're in depression, uh, they've got mental illness because of these things. It's a major challenge. It is a major challenge. And again, these are coping mechanisms. And, and sadly, the way some of these coping mechanisms, are, like for me, my coping mechanism, mecha, yeah, try that again, my coping mechanism in my blackness was was alcohol. So I just consumed it till I fell asleep um, because it's the only way it could make my mind stop. Um, others from all sorts of trauma that they have in their life will, will go to marijuana, they'll go to different type of um, uh, addictive substances. Um, and yeah, sadly the result of that and the, and the potency of some of those substances now is we, th- we see things happening that, that truly could look like demonic. Um, but you know what? If we, th- if we put ourselves in that situation, we open ourselves up to lots of uh, – to a very dark side of life anyway. So um, and, and, and let's – oh, should we – if we get to – if we could get – I don't know if I could get to belief. See, belief is stronger than truth, right? We've got to understand that. So what we believe about ourselves um, is stronger than the truth about ourselves, because what we believe will define our lives. So, so um, when we put ourselves in under um, medic, like medic, like um, using drugs and things like that, that messes with our belief. We start to believe all sorts of stuff, which drives the the trajectory of our life. One eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen to be part of our conversation. We're talking about renewing our core value today. Let's hear from Deborah in Bethania in Queensland. Hello, Deborah. Welcome along. Are you with us, Deborah? I think Deborah might have uh, dropped out. Mm. Deborah, you might like to give us a call back, 1-800-316-316. All the things messing with our lives, uh, messing with our minds, uh, this is when we talk about the contrast, getting things right with a core value, those things that have attempted to mess with our minds, this overwhelming culture that we're a part of, yeah, yeah. Uh, that starts to get its own context when we get the core value right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, it's one of the um, – the, the culture we live in, Neil, is just um, – it has what, what, what I, a, a projected false perfection. 
um, that that is so uh, created um, that, and this is the you know the perfect hair, the perfect this, the perfect life, the perfect this, and it's so it's actually it's actually not possible. It's actually a fabricated false perfection. And what I come across as I travel is so so many people that are broken because they don't live up to this perceived perfection they need to live up. And you know what I mean when I say that. You know, you, you watch the telly, someone wakes up, gets out of bed, and, and then not only is their hair completely done, but they've got full flawless makeup on, everything. They just look perfect, you know, and it's just not the um, – not it's just not reality. Um, and, it's, and, it's de- and it's actually designed – and I, I used to work in marketing. So, like, if, if I can get someone to feel bad about themselves – but I, but I, but they will feel that they will feel better about themselves if they buy my product. Then of course I'm going to advertise it that way. This is strategic marketing at place as well with this false perfection. The challenge is no one can live up to that false perfection. So when we can drive our lives after it and and try and get it, but none of us can actually ever reach it. So, so if we see ourselves of lesser value because we don't reach that false perfection, um, it it can't help but to have a negative effect on our self-image and our core value and our core belief and so on. I want people to be able to look at themselves in the mirror and see themselves for who God, for how God sees them. When yeah. we talk about marketing, uh, mm-hmm. marketing creates a need. And uh, mm-hmm. the need is that you aren't good-looking enough, mm-hmm. uh, that you do have to have the perfect hair, that for a man you have to drive a better car. Uh, for a family, you have to live in a bigger house. You know, mm. I've got to buy a bigger. You, Dad, you better buy a bigger Big boat, boat, which yeah. is you know, which is that whole thing. <laughs> and what it does is it it actually creates this uh, this lower impression, this lower value within us in order to sell us stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, every time we're exposing ourselves to the media in so many ways, we're actually part of this sort of overwhelming culture that's trying to distort what the core value ought to be in our lives. Yeah, I had a, f- a friend. He was actually part of the church I was pastoring um, a couple of years ago, and he worked in a um, in advertising, like he was an art arty guy. So he actually did the um, uh, a lot of artwork. And he he said to me after I was talking about this false perfection, he said, "Gary, every single image that goes out in all these magazines is doctored. You're going to see that none of them are actually as good as they look." Okay, yeah. it's anyway. not reality. Uh, yeah. What is it that's shaping your core value or the values around you? We'll continue our conversation after the news. Gary Blackford, our guest, 1-800-316-316. Our special guest this hour is Gary Blackford. He's the author of a book called The Fog Lifter. He's in the studio with me face-to-face. In fact, he pastors a church called the Blue Cross Church in in Coffs Harbour. And uh, visiting uh, in Brisbane this weekend, he's going to be speaker at uh, the New Hope Church in Brisbane there in Kelvin Grove. And you are going to be uh, speaking... Uh, for Pastor Matt Prater, who yes, is uh, certainly well known on our station, yes. because uh, Matt yeah. and Rochelle hosting our afternoon program. Yeah. So, so you're standing in for Matt this weekend. An I exciting am. opportunity for you. I'm actually thrilled to be uh, to be there, uh, and um, I believe a lot of the stuff that we, we're uh, covering and touching on today, we, we're just going to see some great things happen on Sunday. I do have to correct you though, Neil. Oh, yeah, sorry, Blue Cross Church doesn't exist anymore. Okay, right. Okay, okay. it's uh, it's it's now called Generosity Church. Generosity. Yeah, that's and the I'm, old and, name. Blue Cross, the old yeah, name. Yeah, it is. Generosity yeah. So is I'm actually a um, uh, just over the last twelve months, I've uh, transitioned out of the senior pastor role there, so I could travel more and bring this message. So I'm actually a pastor in the group of 
generosity churches. So I get to actually go and speak in lots of campuses. It's actually really cool. So, um, yeah, just had to set you straight there, Neil. Hope you don't mind. No, that's all right. You'll have to update your website. I will. (laughs) (laughs) But because you are travelling now, does that mean that you're prepared to travel if there are listeners who say, uh, you know, that's the sort of message I'd like to hear in my church? Uh, you're open to invitations. Oh, look, absolutely, yeah. We, we started. We set out a, to um, to speak in 52 different locations um, throughout uh, 20, 2016. Um, so we are travelling, um, doing. There's quite a lot booked in, but there's also there is some some uh, spots we haven't filled yet in the second half of the year. And um, yeah, abs- of course. Yeah, I mean, really, that's a given. Yes. <laughs> okay. And people can contact you through your website. Of course, it's garyblackford.com. Yes. Yeah. And lots of places where people can get a hold of your book, uh, Christian Bookstores. Yes. Uh, and also uh, there's a, a Foglifter website as well because the book is called The Foglifter. There is a Foglifter website. Um, the the Really, the, the new website, which is garyblackford.com, has got all the links to it. And also you can get the book and DVD sets and all that sort of stuff on there as well. So that's that's the freshest one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now we're talking about renewing our core value, and uh, and I've been saying that really this is one of those essential values of yeah. what it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, because some people will say, well, I, I believe in Jesus, uh, but there's a certain sense in which people are believers or they are followers, and then you might even call yourself a disciple. When we talk about core values, uh, is the person who's simply a believer who may well be saved by grace, which is wonderful, uh, but they may well still be influenced by all of these things that distort this core value within and going through all sorts of challenges and struggles and and even to the point of going into the blackness and the depression that you've experienced. Mm. But when people start to say, well, I'm a follower of Christ or I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, Something with that core value is starting to adjust within. Oh, look, I think it, yeah, it's it's a good point, Neil. I, I to 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 give you my example, I think I was a Christian for probably ten years before I got this, before I started to get it, and 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 I wasn't. I mean, I I was. I'm I'm one of these. Uh, we used to use a word called radical when when I was trans when I started my transformation process, and um, so the and and I was radically the other side. So I, I decided, well, this is a new life and I'm going to throw myself in boots and all and everything. So I wasn't half-hearted, just a vague follower. But my, my core value was so broken that it, I, was a, I was a preacher. I would, I would preach some, like I'd preach on Sundays and we'd see, you know, like it'd be, it'd be great. And within an hour, I would have my thought life saying things like, uh, you're no good. Uh, how could God ever use you? You're dumb. You're the dumb kid. Remember, you're the dumb kid. You're the dyslexic kid. God could never use a dyslexic person. Uh, now, um, oh, by the way, well, I'll just can I just throw this out there? Yeah. If you are dyslexic and you're listening to this, I'm a published author. Anything is possible in God. So do not let that stop you because God can do the most amazing things through you. And it's actually not a sign of intelligence. It's just a different wiring setup inside your brain. So, um, yeah, so I hope that encourages you and you can achieve amazing things. But see, so my core value, even as a, as a, when you use the expression on fire, even as a, as a, as a disciple determined to follow Christ with, with, with all my being, I still was, still had this core value of understanding that I was no good. And this, all this stuff that came from, from my, uh, very lost past was was actually came into my Christian experience. Therefore, I I was bent on proving myself. I had to prove myself. I had to do this. I had to do that and stuff like that. Um, 
and through a whole set of circumstances that probably don't have time for today, uh, God really took me aside and started to deal with this core value and to recreate a correct core value based on on his on his um, his idea of who I am uh, and who I'm designed to be, not on what my past and hurts and things like that did. And that was a process, and it but it changed my life. Sometimes when we talk about core value and identity, we can reflect back to uh, you know Adam and Eve. <laughs> created in the image and likeness of God. And, of course, with the fall came a distortion of that image, an image that's been passed down from generation through generation and to us today, broken in the center there by Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin, uh, the perfect image of God. How do we think of the image of Christ, being a follower of Christ, being a disciple of Christ, actually bringing an adjustment to this core value that we might have. Oh, absolutely. Look, uh, Neil, that, and, and really Christ is the center. Christ is the center of it. And, and the, it's, it's, like, it's like, you know, I'll never control my, my thinking if I still believe in the, my core that I'm no good. But I can choose to believe what God says over me and, what, and, and through the life of Christ. I can see uh, who I am in Christ, and it's, and it's building the foundation on in Christ. Therefore, a thought comes in, says, Gary, you're no good. Now, I've had these thoughts. I, I live with them for years. You know, you're no good. Um, I actually capture that thought, um, bring that thought into captivity, the Bible says, and then I compare it, right? So bring it into captivity and under obedience to Christ. Compare it to what God says. Compare it to what Christ establishes in your life. A thought comes in, says, I'm no good. I actually can... Um, I can actually grab a hold of that thought, and neurologically we know we can in our frontal lobe where we actually choose and make judgments and so on like that. I can actually choose whether I'm going to let that thought sink into my uh, core belief or whether I will actually reject that thought. And, but, but, if, but if I haven't, if my core values messed up, I will automatically accept the wrong thought. But it, but so this is this is why controlling the, the what goes on between the ears is really so much dependent upon our understanding of our core value. We get the core value right, life flows from that core value. Are you saying that in some respect we can put ourselves in the shoes of those people? Say we've picked up the Bible and we're mm. reading the Gospels, and we're talking, uh, you know, Jesus and his. Uh, conversations, his encounters with people, and we're reading about those. And if I was thinking of, uh, say, the Gospel of John and uh, Jesus and his interview with Nicodemus mm. and uh, Nicodemus, we can always put ourselves in Nicodemus's shoes and say, well, uh, he's there asking Jesus after hours. Uh, he's a bit afraid and he's mm. wanting to know these things. Then I think the next chapter, uh, I think it'd be chapter four, Jesus and his interview with the woman at the well. Yes. Uh, who was going through all sorts of struggles mm. and uh, broken relationships. And oh, uh, I love that you know, passage, Neil. And Jesus oh. sees right into this woman's heart. identifies these things that are her core values and really there's a transformation that starts in that encounter with Jesus. So can we put ourselves in the shoes of those people that we're reading in the scriptures uh, to be able to assess where we are 
insofar as our core values go. Oh, absolutely. And it's one of the great keys of, um, of actually reading Scripture is to, is to place yourself into it. Like, how would you react in that situation and, and all the cultural context and so on like that? But in, in that, that, I love that passage that you, that you mentioned with uh, the woman at the well. See, see, when I talk about core value and, and, and understanding our core value, I'm not just talking about, uh, okay, let's look at it, Christian perspective. Right, my core value will be transformed when it's based on Christ and His renewing power in my life. Okay, but you know what? There's a lot of people around that that haven't crossed the bridge into faith in Christ who 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 still need to know what their value is as a human being. That they are they are they are stamped. They are created by and they are they are knitted together in my mother's womb. They are not accidents. They are incredible. Uh, beings, even if they haven't crossed the bridge into faith yet, even who they are, can, they can come to an understanding of their core value. And I want to see their core values transformed as well. But what I love in that in that passage in John is when she's, you know, what's she had five husbands and the guy she's shacked up with now and all this sort of stuff. Jesus actually never belts her over the head with that. He actually validates her. And in that interaction, her life was so transformed, the whole town was rescued because of that interaction. And I just love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. And after that encounter, of course, as you say, she goes back to her village, her town, and she tells everybody, yeah. you know, I've just met someone who knew all about me. And mm. really, we can't hide these issues of our own hearts from God because he is already aware. But it's interesting when we talk about how we receive this sort of inspiration, this revelation from God when we're picking up the Scriptures, uh, because what you're describing for us today is in re- rediscovering this core value, these encounters with Jesus that we read about, we're a part of that. God is actually including us in the inspiration that Jesus shares into the life of that individual, and it really is bringing alive to us. This is how I suspect that God actually speaks into our own hearts when we're picking up the Bible to read. Oh, look, absolutely. And 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 although although, although time won't permit my... The, the the point where where my uh, understanding of this was dramatically transformed it was it was as if the scriptures were were happening and being being written on a on a country road in a car uh, where where God just touched my life incredibly and and I started to understand my value in Him so so uh, yeah it's it's alive this is what what is beautiful about the scriptures they're alive they're transforming and uh, and if we let them uh, uh, influence and impact on our lives, they do bring about transformation. If we talk about the core value, mm-hmm. uh, the core value, I, I suspect that's that's easy for us to take away from the conversation is this relationship we have with Jesus Christ. Uh, and when we pick up that Bible, we read of these conversations and this revelation uh, that that's the that is the core value. But there are a lot of core values insofar as what we think about truth. Yeah. What we think about holiness, uh, what sort of core values do you think uh, start to adjust when you get this relationship right at the at the center? Uh, all of them. Uh, be, well, that's a huge question, by the way. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Without getting into like different types of values and someone like that. Um, once, once the see, everything grows from the core. Now, everything, everything, everything stands upon the the solid foundation, and that's and, and that's what we want to get right. If we get that right, and not that we're ever going to get it completely right, let's you know, it's like yeah, I want to be like Jesus. Listen, if you if you think you can be like Jesus, just 
stop it because you're never going to be like Jesus, okay? We're never going to be as sinless as as perfect or whatever like that. We, we, we just need to aim our lives in the trajectory of being more Christ-like. You know, one day we'll be with him in heaven. That'll be cool and we'll stop messing up, which I'm excited about. But the, you know, but that it's that trajectory that's very, very important. Um, but one of the greatest things about the transformation of a core value is because it, it removes so much of our self-orientated focus and focuses it on Christ. And when it goes from me to Christ, the natural uh, uh, movement from that is from Christ to others. And we see that in his life too. So the transformation of a core value leads from selfishness and self-consumed um, thoughts and so on like that through into a thought life dominated by the by the power of the transforming Christ and the greatness of our God through to an outward focus where our life becomes no longer consumed by ourselves but consumed with a passion from Christ towards a world that needs him desperately. And Gary, the person who says, I'm going to be resistant to Christ, uh, I'm, going to be, uh, I'm going to follow after my own self-righteousness, I'm going to follow the greed, I'm going to follow the lust, I'm going to follow all of these sorts of things, the alternative actually uh, doesn't lead in a good direction. Uh, when the core value is Christ, uh, we know what direction we're going. There's a path that's already set before us. If you choose the alternative, you're in real trouble, and you were there. Yeah, yeah. And, and let's face it, we all make pretty terrible gods. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do. The world is thankful that I'm not God. It is just we all we all do. But if, but if we choose to let our lives be consumed by ourselves and, and have ourselves in that position, um, uh, yeah, it, it's generally going to come come a cropper. And 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 mine and mine did. Uh, it's much better to have Christ at the centre. Uh, life is so much filled more filled with joy. 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Chris in Victoria. Hi, Chris. Welcome along. Good, mo- good morning, Neil. Yeah, I just G'day, wanna, Chris. G'day, mate. I just want to just say that um, just a couple of things to meditate on, uh, that God will never leave us or forsake us. Absolutely. Nothing can separate us from his love, and he's with us always until the end of the earth. So, I mean, if we have that constantly... You know, renewing that in our mind, yeah, come I think on. we should be okay. Yeah, so true. So true, mate. So true, Chris. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Talking about renewing our core value, and our special guest is Gary Blackford, author of the book called The Fog Lifter. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Gary, let's take a call from Jonathan in Perth in WA. Hi, Jonathan. Welcome along. Yes, thank you. G'day, Jonathan. Yes, I enjoy the topic you are giving this morning, so I want you to really elaborate on uh, what you were saying about the record of our values, because sometimes... When you are in the ministry, you see things going on fine, but at the time come, you come to a standstill, it can be very tough for you. So I really want you to explain some of the points you were talking about just now. Uh, so, so far as core values, Jonathan? Yeah, yes. Okay, well, some of those core values, and I mentioned uh, a couple of those with truth and love. Uh, there's others there, uh, I suppose you could call on uh, issues like holiness. Uh, those sorts of things are uh, core values for the Christian believer. Gary, your thoughts on uh, what Jonathan is asking? Yeah, I actually 
um, something happened in the headphones. I didn't quite catch you really well there, um, where, well there, Jonathan. Uh, so, uh, so I'm running on, uh, on Neil here. Yeah, but uh, core values of truth and love and uh, discipleship. Um, uh, yeah, can, can can you just really quickly just surmise what you just uh, what you said there again, Jonathan? I said uh, sometimes you are in the ministry and you are doing fine. But if any time comes and then you way back and you don't know what you are doing, you get messed up everything and <laughs> life that kind of way. You yeah. don't know where you are going and your life, your ministry is not going anywhere. You don't know the important of which God called you or what you need to yes. do. Yeah, I'm confused there. That's what I'm talking about. Oh no, that's good. Okay, yeah, we got you that time. Yeah, in the ministry, well, yeah, sometimes sometimes it's all going fine and it's heading forward on a great trajectory, and uh, and sometimes it just all falls apart. Yep. Um, welcome to ministry. <laughs> sometimes that's just how it is, and it's in those times too where where we do examine our core value. We examine uh, why we do what we do, um, and let God work in us. Um, it's it's we got to understand too. It just a just a little bit. I mean, I've been in ministry for a long time. Uh, sometimes, uh, Jonathan, we got to understand seasons. Sometimes, sometimes it's winter in ministry, and sometimes it's spring. And uh, if we if we keep if we keep walking through those with Christ as our center. Uh, we will um, we will end up coming into the next season. So I hope I got you right. Thanks so much for ringing up. Thank you to Jonathan from Perth in WA. And I, I guess we'll take another call in just a moment. I guess it's the same whether you are the senior pastor or whether you have a role in church leadership or whether you're involved in the youth ministry or the children's ministry. You can have all sorts of uh, challenges to your own faith and you can have a bad day you need to somehow or other keep on the journey. And yeah, keep, absolutely. That's why I guess that's a, that sort of fresh manner every day, keeping close to Christ, is a is a useful, very valuable tool for anyone who pursues a ministry role in their church. Yeah, absolutely. But also, look, being in ministry, um, you know, why are we there? Because if we're there to, to satisfy our own insecurities, that's just a really dumb reason uh, to be in ministry because it'll kill you. Um, the, but if we're there because we're we're a transformed soul, we have been uh, renewed. Christ and our and our life wants to pour into it and see other lives rescued. Well, that's the place where we want to be doing ministry from. We'll try and take one more call. Okay. Robert. Robert is in Charlton in Victoria. Hi, Robert. Welcome along. G'day, Robert. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Robert, need to be fairly quick. What are your thoughts? Okay. My 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 thoughts or my question is. Um, Cutting it down very, very short. How do I? How do I know? Um, giving myself self affirmations and so forth, which you were alluding to before, um, whether I am um, doing the right thing and perceiving myself honestly. Um, is there is there some some way I can know that I am going the right way and not the wrong way in doing those things? Well. Uh, okay, now, yeah, very very quickly. The um, and I know we're out of time. That's that's a big question, um, Robert. But the I, I'm when when we talk about core value, I'm actually more concerned <clears throat> not so much of the doing, but of the being, because if if we if we understand who we are just being um, in Christ and who we are as that as that with our with our core transformed, so we're we're, we're we we understand who we are just being. The doing actually flows from the being. And uh, <clears throat> and it will naturally flow in the right way. I mean, we'll always make mistakes, but that's just part of life. Well, I, thank you. I understand. 
Robert, we've run out of time, but thank you very much for your call, Robert, from Tarleton in Victoria. And uh, we're going to focus on the family in just a few moments. Uh, just as we uh, as we wrap up, uh, on your website, garyblackford.com, there are some resources that people can follow yeah, through. Are. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I guess uh, some people will want to take a hold of that book too, The Fog Lifter, yep. uh, and get a hold of it and have a read and talk about these sorts of core values uh, and uh, hear about that uh, those things that you've written about. Uh, what sort of resources can people find on your website very quickly? Oh, there's some video material and links and things like that. Plus there's uh, there's more about the book, more about where we come from uh, and what we're doing. It's it's a it's a it's a new website, so it's it's still um, yeah. There's still more to be added to it, but yeah, just jump on this video content of a message um, I spoke recently, um, which seems to be having a, a really positive effect on a lot of people. So um, yeah, jump on, have a look, and send me a note. It's GaryBlackford.com. The book is called The Fog Lifter. Gary is in Brisbane this weekend speaking at the New Hope Church in Brisbane in Kelvin Grove at 9.30 on Sunday morning. Gary, just a pleasure and thanks so much for sharing your heart with us this morning. <laughs> Great uh, to be here, Great Neil. insights and uh, I think every listener will be impressed. And uh, just uh, thank you so much for being with us again on 2020. That is a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.